Comfort ye my people, saith your God. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm Bob Jones, together with Piper Murray McKeon, organist David Berry, and technician Stephen McKay, bringing greetings from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This might be a good time for a prayer. O God, who often leads us by way of the wilderness toward uncertain difficulties and futures of which we cannot be sure, help us to trust in your guidance. When we are fearful, give us the courage to go forward knowing that the strength we need is the strength we will be given. Amen. The sound of the pipes serves a twofold purpose, to lead the troops into battle and to bring comfort after the battle. Listen now to the music
God, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident assurance of your love. Amen. The CBC evening program, As It Happens, usually begins with a summary of items to be covered, followed by a catchy, sometimes humorous phrase. But on last Monday evening, with headlines that were somber and depressing, the line was radio that's at a loss for words. And that reminded me of what John Shelby Spong wrote. The question that was posed by Job so long ago, if a person dies, will he, she live again? My answer, said Spong, would be yes, yes, yes. And then he remarked, that is as far as words can take me, but that is enough for me. I remember the day my grandfather, Jake Jones, died. My father said, we have to go out now and do the barn chores. We had a dairy farm, and cows had to be milked. They had no time for grieving. In other words, life had to go on. And now, life has to go on. Even when it looks bleak and uncertain, but even now, words that are anything but despairing in the New Testament book called First Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There is a line that often occurs to me in a crisis, when all around my soul gives way. He then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. A nice line of poetry, but it may sound too abstract, too mystical. So I'll try and open it up after David reads. The scripture lesson this morning is taken from two portions of the scripture, and I'm reading from the New International Version. Psalm 16, verses 1 and 2, and then 5 to the end of the chapter. A Psalm of David. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, Apart from you, I have no good thing. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely, I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. 
With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And now a reading from the New Testament, from the first letter of Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Here endeth the lesson this morning. Perhaps the concept of Christ the solid rock will be somewhat more clear if you think of these four steps. First, say to yourself, there is nothing that can happen to me that has not happened to millions of others. Thinking of the present sorrows in our midst, that has not happened to millions of others. Shootings in Moncton, Fredericton, and of course 9-11 in New York City, dozens of other examples. Now again, we're in the midst of it. And if it's the epidemic that you are thinking of, read Ken McGeorge's column in the Friday Gleaner. Now the second thing I would say, say to yourself, simply to be born means that I, like everyone else, am subject to disappointment, defeat, disease, death. They are a part of life. We could say that we live in a crisis-prone universe. Step three, say to yourself, there are people who realize their greatest achievements when experiencing their greatest adversity. Of the many examples, I will share just one with you. Pablo Casals, 
the Spanish cellist, born in 1876, died in 1973, wrote this, nerves and stage fright before playing have never left me throughout my entire career. In fact, that may have helped him play even more magnificently. I can identify with that feeling. Perhaps most ministers can, as they think of restless Saturday nights. And four, say to yourself, I don't know how I'm going to handle this, but I know I can. I know help will come when I say with St. Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ, there's the name of Christ again. And perhaps that's the mystery of it all. Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you, take it then where'er you go. So having said these things to yourself, then you are ready to pray and to wait on the Lord. And now, here's the prayer. Naturally, we pray for all the indescribable sadness that pervades our maritimes and beyond right now since last weekend. But perhaps I should ask you to spare a moment of prayer for anguished parents whose children sometimes stray far adrift from what the parents stood for, believed and taught. Parents whose cry may be, where did I go wrong? Perhaps the full extent of their agony can only be expressed in these words, depth of mercy, can there be mercy still reserved for me? God is love, I know, I feel. Jesus weeps and loves me still. I regret that there is only scant mention of Judas's parents in John 671 in the Gospels. And now I bid you to think of many things, many names, as I pray the familiar words of the Lord's Prayer. And as you pray, perhaps with thoughts that even cannot be put into words. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. And so finally, until next time, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. <laughs>